Welcome back to another episode of Couch Unplugged. The title race took a massive hit um, this afternoon with all the games in hand being played um, and so on and so forth. Every Serie A season, there's usually a defining moment that capsulates the results, whether good or bad. You want to talk in last year in the the um, uh, you guys beating Juventus, huge momentum shift in the title race. The year before, the year Juventus won it with the Bala, that Aaron Ramsey goal against Inter won them the title, and then you can go on the other end. In 2000, I'm only bringing this up because it's relevant to this very season. In 2000, 2002, Roma were going for back-to-back titles like Inter were are going for this season. And eight games to the end, they played against Lecce. Daniela Dorossa, who became one of Roma's greatest ever players, mismarked someone on a corner. Lecce scored late in that game, and they got a draw. And it kind of, in a certain way, uh, deteriorated the rest of the season. Even though there were other results that didn't go their way, everyone points to that particular game during that season of why Roma were unable to to go back to back. During that season, Roma had lost only one game and Juventus had lost three and still lost the title. So all these seasons in Italy and other leagues, but especially Italy, can be defined by very particular moments. Today was Inter's game in hand against Bologna and things didn't go exactly to plan. Uh, Danielle, uh, the floor is yours. Okay. First of all, Perisic, definitely you had an amazing first goal. After being linked up, I couldn't see the back of the name of the kit, so I wouldn't know who was the assister on that one. But you had a great link uh, cross to service Perisic, who was close to the box. And then he just finds the back of the net, giving Inter the lead, which is definitely the best thing that Inter could have done is get on the board early. Yeah, here and we go. That's that, That's what I thought. <laughs> Go ahead. Or, as they say, so it seems. Then Bologna get back into it, and things were equalized. And then the third, the second goal for Bologna. Dude, I hope you get gonorrhea and die or something. Because you are absolute dog trash. And just to let you know, I barely swear, don't swear no more, so... Or if I do, it's like once a day now. But, uh, yeah, so I come up with different words. So just note, ladies and gentlemen, this isn't the same person you were dealing with like many weeks ago. But seriously, dude, you stood there like a deer in headlights. Like, you saw the ball coming in and you just stood there saying, there. What am I going to have for lunch and dinner after this? Come on, let, let, let's not overstate this. It was the, one of the worst goals of the season, but he it did was. try to connect with the ball. You're acting as if he just let the ball in. <laughs> so he, he did swing. He just missed. <laughs> Terribly, like, good grief. People, but, yeah, this is a scenario that set the tone for the rest of the title race. This is the scenario where Milan are going to have to drop points and Inter have to perform flawlessly the rest of the season. If we had gotten the job done here today, I think this would have been definitely an Inter's favor. We would have had all the momentum. 
and we're geared to go for the weekend. But unfortunately, that isn't the case. And that one simple moment changed everything. Yeah. And, it, it you know, you can say, okay, the Brad was – the the writing situation was terrible, but I don't think you're in a, any better situation had you gotten a draw. So regardless of what happened in this game, if Inter didn't win it, they were in trouble because a draw wouldn't take you to, would not have taken you to the top of the table either. So if you would have gotten a point instead of no points, then you know they you still would be there waiting um, for AC Milan. Um, to mess up. So regardless if they had won, uh, they had lost or drew, it was going to be the same scenario. So, yes, I think to a certain extent we're going to look to this particular moment uh, from Radu in a significant uh, uh, tagline of this season if AC Milan go and do what they're supposed to and introduce what they're supposed to, um, seeing AC Milan potentially taking the title um, from their from their neighbors. So everyone, when the season's over, this will be a moment that is highlighted. But if that moment doesn't happen and you still get a draw, you're not in any better situation, um, and so on and so forth. So uh, yeah, so th- this this is just a I, I couldn't believe it because he, uh, on Wednesday, uh, when was it? On Saturday. You, you guys were so good, it was annoying. You know, it was a flawless performance. You played as well as one could play. Um, everything kind of clicks, is clicked uh, together. And then three days later, you look completely different. Wh- what do you make of the, 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 the shift of sort of um, what had happened between Saturday and today? Do you think it's the, the short rest? Do you think it's pressure, momentum? What, what do you think? Because obviously you should have won this game. You did not play well. Um, you had loads of chances. And now there's only a couple of games left, and, and you don't have a lot of time for someone else to screw up. You need them to screw up immediately. Well, I don't necessarily think it's the short amount of rest because, I mean, we've played in the Champions League this season, which you're basically playing matches on Sunday, and next thing you know, you're playing again on Thursday followed by again that Sunday. So, and then you've had some matches during in the league within just the domestic league where we've had middle of the week matches. So I don't think it's that. I think it's just pressure and the momentum, like riding on these last few games that may be taking its toll on them. Because like I said, it wouldn't definitely, wouldn't be the short amount of rest because like I said, we've already had scenarios where that didn't seem to be the case issue. So I think it's just pressure and the last few games of the season coming up and it's like everything is just like piling on right now. So I think that's pretty much what's going on mentally. But, but so hopefully they're able to shake this out and perform decent the rest of the season. And I hope that some of our friends help us out if we have any. Um, so you, what you got right now is you, you got, um, coming up, you have Udinese, um, granted they just pumped Fiorentina with four goals. You, that's next week. You have Empoli team that just beat Napoli, um, at home, but came back from two to beat, uh, to, to beat Napoli three, two on the weekend. 
Um, then you have um, uh, Calgary, a team that's trying to, to stay up. And then you have Sampdoria, a team that has had success against you again. So this is not a – I mean, it's an easier schedule than some of the other teams that we've mentioned before. But circumstances are changing now. All of a sudden, it doesn't seem as weak um, as, as we suggested a few weeks ago. Yeah, definitely. Now with this momentum shift, it I mean, you have Udinese who's been performing well. You have Empoli kicking butt and taking names. Um, you have Cagliari who is literally who are literally fighting for their life right now. So, there's just a bunch of different scenarios. If we had won today, it wouldn't be that much of a problem because we would have all the momentum and the energy going into it, but now that the mentality's kind of shot again, like we saw when Inter kind of went on a slump earlier on in the second half of the season. It's just like, hopefully they are able to do, to like shake this off and get their heads back into it. Because if not, we're going to probably see our noisy neighbors across the pitch lifting up the Scudetto. I know this this is today has been brutal, but but what is where 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 are your where are you at mentally with what you you think could happen over the next couple of weeks? Do you, do you, do you bank on AC Milan's you know fall, dropping one of these points, or so do you? Basically, what I'm asking is, do you think there's a way back in for you to win the title, and how confident are you that you, that there will be an opportunity for you to go and 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 win back to back? I mean, like mentally, I think it is doable. Um, I think Milan have a somewhat of a more difficult schedule um, in general, but they're, I think they may drop, if even anything, it's like a draw within maybe one or two of their matches. I'm not sure who those would be against at this point. But I would more, but I would, but to be honest with you, at this point, if Inter aren't doing what they need to do, I actually think Milan have the momentum going into the rest of the season at this point, as much as I hate to say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is, it's not easy. They have Verona next weekend. Um, then they have, let's see, then they have Sassuolo. If that game's not at home, I think maybe that's your best bet. Yeah, that's a way, maybe there. Um, and then, I think they have Atlanta on here too as well. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, I think, um, yeah, they do. They do. And I believe that one is at home though. Um, so, and I'll, again, Atlanta is not really, I, I, they're not, they're probably not making the Europa league or definitely not making the champions league. Um, so they may not f- fall into Europe at all, but I think, you know, that's kind of their best bet uh, if, uh, as far as having some sort of optimism about uh, being there. But then at the same time, you have to do your job, too. And take and again, this, the, the, the teams that you're playing against in the next couple weeks in Milan's, Milan's are more difficult. But Milan has just been, just been given a giant gift. And they have an opportunity to now be sort of uh, – Put together, and they have they have they have a sense of inspiration to push for these last couple of games. 
you bounced them out of the Copa Italia. Uh, they so they they got sent home. You beat them. I, I the previous time as well. So I, I think that everything is riding with Milan to do it. And again, they could kind of falter down the stretch, but I think um, Inter have have severely damaged their position now, um, and and so on, just because. Now they have they need help from somebody else. Because this, the entire time we've been talking about this game in hand, we've kind of mentally just had Inter as as winners there. So they just been basically top of the league in our heads for a while. And now everything's kind of crumbling at, at the bits. Um, if if this blows up, um, and I'm 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 50-50 on this. On one hand, it'd be great to see Milan win again. Inter and AC Milan winning in back-to-back years will be great for Italy. Will be great for the league. Um, on the other hand, Inter are miles ahead of AC Milan. So if AC, if AC Milan does win the league, it may not be the best um, um, advertisement for Serie A. Although I think this season has been amazing. If 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 it goes if if it doesn't go this way and, and AC Milan wins the league, what 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 where does Inter go from here other than the Copa Italia final? Say focus first and foremost on getting those key pieces that have been discussed. I mean, we're close apparently to clo- really close to getting the securing the Bala, um, Lark. It, obviously, I do not want Lukaku back. No, um, yeah, that's not happening. And only the only the only people who think Lukaku is going back to Inter are people who don't watch the league and people from England. Those are the only people who believe that's a possibility. Nobody, okay. nobody in Inter wants him back. And Full then, stop. and then we're thinking about obviously maybe Skamaka, possibly. Or in case Jacko goes, but even then we would still have Carrera and um, Jacko on the bench. Um, so there were are definitely options. We'll be op- building up the depth or the pipelines, if you will. Um, just focus on rebuilding and restructuring and figuring out what worked this season, what didn't work, and just move on and focus on what lies ahead next season. Yeah, um, yeah. The, I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of stunned that that we're in this situation to begin with, just because I think Inter should have won the league already, honestly. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you feel the same way. Um, oh yeah, we had the momentum going on throughout like majority of the first half of the season, and then once the second half of the season got underway, things just started to crumble, and we the gap that we had just slowly diminished, and now we're in this situation. It was it was the um, it was Genoa and it was tonight. Those are the two games that I think is. I mean, yeah, the, the, you lost to Swallow, but they're tough. They're a good team. They don't mess about. So, so I don't blame too much on that one. You can lose a game to that, but Genoa and Bologna are the ones to do it. Did it to you? The two the two teams that you that you pronounced incorrectly. Um, oh wait, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> They're still going to be one. Still, they're going to still be called lunch meat. I no, I don't. I, I don't blame you for that. I just think it's hilarious that those are the two teams that are going to fucking prevent you from, from potentially winning the title. Are the two teams that you that you it, 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 intentionally pronounce incorrectly? 
for, for I mean, in all fun. But I, I just think the way it kind of, you know, put, happened, I think it's it's somewhat interesting. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I think I think you're still in an amazing position. You are the best team in this league by by quite a margin. Um, and obviously, again, it depends what Dabala feels about Juventus. If he is affectionate towards Juventus, he won't go to Inter. Um, there, there'll be other suitors for him as well. Um, but, but obviously, Inter are going to go out and they'll handle their business. They'll spend money, and they got to spend money. Um, yeah. So, and there's there's other pieces out there that they'll probably go after. Um, if Inter get um, Christopher and Cuckoo, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm moving to Germany and never watching Serie A again. <laughs> okay, um, nice to you. Come again later. Oh, I mean that one would be ridiculous. I think I think we would be in a dangerous territory of of a team dominating for at least a couple more years. Um, yeah, but as you know, as much as I don't like Inter, I I would I understand the frustration because after. Um, the Roma game on, on Saturday, you would have thought it would be done. Cause you, I mean, we did the best we possibly could have. There's nothing that we did wrong. It was just, you guys were just, you guys are just a better team with more ta- and have more talent. That was the big, that, I mean, that really was the big difference in that game and the way they handled you guys handle yourselves uh, against, against Mourinho and Roma was, was impressive. And logically, you know, Roma's better than all of the opponents you have left, and they're better than Bologna. So I just thought in my head, like, all right, they just beat Roma easily, and and the teams that they the, the teams that they have left are not better than Roma. So if, if they can do that to Roma, they can do that to anybody. But it turns out that that was not the case, and uh, I can understand the frustration because it really looked like after we bounced Napoli from the title race after getting that draw it seemed like it was going in that direction. And then, um, yeah, and th- but, you know, th- in, in a certain way, this is what makes this league so exciting, is the fact that we don't know what's going to happen. In England, we know what's going to happen. City will win it or Liverpool will win it. Whichever team loses first will win the league. In Spain, Real Madrid won- uh, are, are going to win it. Uh, Bayern were named champions last uh, last weekend. Um, so there, there's they're all. I mean, PSG had just been named champions in France, um, but in Italy, we're going to be sitting on the edge of our seats, waiting for that moment. And if if AC Milan go down ten minutes in against Verona this weekend, all the you know Inter fans will start to celebrate a little bit. And then, you know, obviously that could turn out to be a, a Milan victory. But I think the, um, the, the excitement about these last few weeks is, is incredible. And I think that that's what's made this, this, um, this season so interesting. Would, would you at least agree with, with that aspect of it, even though you, you, you sabotaged a little bit today? Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, this has been, to be honest with you, one of the most exciting seasons I've ever watched. Uh, has a football fan. Um, it's been crazy from the Champions League and Europa League spots all the way, obviously, the title race, and then you also have a really good dogfight going down at the relegation battle. 
I mean, Salernitina, we'll get into this probably a little bit later, just touching on the match, but Salernitina is making things interesting down at the bottom. I mean, so from top to bottom, this season has been amazing to watch in every single aspect of the of like the league from seeing who's going to finish in what spot and also who's going to get relegated. So by far, I would give this season out of 10, this season definitely gets an 11 and a half stars because I mean, dang. Yeah. And the funny thing about this, you know, it's crazy. And so if, if, if Ace, uh, so we'll, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but, but Milan uh, came from behind to beat Lazio last weekend. Who, do you, do you know who scored their winning goal in the in stoppage time? Sandra Tonali. Do you remember what team he almost played for? Oh, <laughs> Inter. Yeah. So that stoppage time goal against Lazio could end up being a, a defining moment in the season as well. And again, we don't know what's going to happen, um, you know, in the next couple of weeks. But either way, we're going to have a sick storyline to attach um, to, to the season and what will dictate this. And then you, if you will look even further, Napoli gets knocked out of the title race in the Derby against Roma with Stefano Shirawi 90th minute goal, a player that has scored all of his goals in the 90th minute, as crazy as that sounds. So it, it's wow. been vastly exciting. That, I mean, that, should, that, that stat should not exist. I mean, to be honest, he only, he's only scored three goals. But all three goals have been in the 90th minute or, 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 or longer. Um, so I think that's that's an interesting component, too. And like you said, top to bottom, it's, it's been fantastic. We're seeing new blood in the European race, which is always fun and exciting. We saw a Juventus team go from 14th to 4th. And then we've also seen Alonso go from secured in the Champions League to maybe not making the Europa League. We see the Roma Lazio are our fourth and our fifth and sixth right now. Who, which Rome team is going to finish ahead of each other? So I think there's so much. This season has been so exciting, um, and you know, to, to a certain extent, I think it's, it's been amazing. Um, all right. So speaking of. Uh, the bottom of the table, um, I guess, this kind of includes what, what happened uh, last weekend as well with Fiorentina. But Salernitina beat Fiorentina since the game against Roma, where they were they were winning in the 80th minute before Roma scored twice at the end. They have won three games in a row. They have a game in hand at the moment. In uh, Calga, um, they're at 25 points. They they are now in 18th. And um, Calgary has 28 points. They have 25. Salentina has a game in hand, meaning if they win their game, they could get themselves out of the relegation zone, maybe. Uh, they're going to need a little help because I believe Calgary does have a better goal difference. But, um, again, th- these, these games could come to the end. And I believe in Italy they look a head-to-head instead, and I don't know the head-to-head of the, those two, but we had them mentally relegated months ago, and now they're, they're climbing and climbing and climbing, and that's three straight wins for, for Salernitina, and now they got a real chance to not be relegated. What are your thoughts on, on the turnaround, especially the last month or so? Absolutely insane. It's something that you never would really see with the side that just got promoted. I mean, although that I'm going to say it now, can we say rip to Venezia? Um, can we say goodbye? <laughs> I mean, I mean pr- pr- uh, probably. 
I mean, we're about to lose the dopest kits in the league. I mean, come on. <laughs> we could still watch them in Serie B, but but no, no, I think they're probably done. It's 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 yeah, I don't see a way back for them. Um, they have a game in hand too, actually. So if they win their oh, game, wow. it'd be twenty. 20 they'd have be they'd all be on 25 points so not yet you know what i think their game in hand might be against salernitina actually that would be sick oh my gosh yes but yeah i mean this relegation battle with i mean salernitina has like really stepped it up especially over the i would say even the last two weeks like they're they know the desperation they're in Seeing as there's only four matches left, and it well for them it's I think five because of the match in hand. But it's nice to see that they're they were able to do what was needed and are starting to possibly fight to possibly get out of that dangerous situation. Obviously, it'll depend on. I do believe Cagliari is above them. Yeah, only by three points though. Yeah, so, I mean, it all depends on what happens with Cagliari. But, I mean, this, like I said, everything this season has been absolutely amazing to watch. I mean, we had Venezia performing in the middle of the table for a good chunk of the first half of the season, and now they're in the relegation zone at the bottom. Um, Teams that we thought were going to do amazing, like Adelanto, they're – not possibly not going to make it into a spot in in the Europe, even the Europe, the UEFA Conference League. Man, what is it with me and not talking up the talk during podcast time? What the heck is this? It's a curse or something. I know. I, I I believe they're still in range for Conference League play, though. I don't yeah, know how long far goes down. I, it confuses me. Yeah, I'm so confused on that too. But yeah, I mean, just. It's nice to see that they're they were able to step up and get what was needed to okay. get done, and hopefully we'll see what the rest of the season holds for them. So interesting, you bring that up. Here are some teams they play. Uh, so the the game on Monday is probably going to be their toughest against Atlanta, but I don't know. You just don't know because Atlanta's been a little hit and miss a bit, and Salentino's won their last three. So these are the teams that they play before the end of the season. Valencia, the team at the bottom of the league right now, they're three points in front of them. The team above of them directly, Calgary, on, on May 8th, they play against them. So if you look at this, and then they have Empoli and Udinese. Udinese is playing really well right now. I don't know if they can beat them, but if they're able to win, if they if they get a point against Atlanta and then beat Valencia and Calgary, it might be enough for them to propel themselves. So it could even be irrelevant by the time we get to the last two games, which is for them is, is going to be Empoli and Udinese because, you know, uh, Calgary will have to be in good form until the end as well. So I don't know. I, I, I would I, if I were if I were to make a, a guess, I would say they're not they're not quite able to do it. Um, but you never know um, if they were to survive, though, this would be. The, the the second most impressive survival of the last, I don't know, let's say five, five ten years. Because remember Crotone, the first year in Serie A before they got relegated again, where they were hanging, they had after like 12 games, they had like three points. 
and they they picked up the, the steam. And then it went down to the last game of the season, and they beat Lazio at the at, in in Rome to stay up, which is one of the coolest uh, stories of of the relegation battle. But yeah, th- th- they're rolling right now, and and I think they're they're going to be um, they're 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 going to it's going to be an interesting um, thing to see. Um, you know, in in terms of of what they're what they're going to bring the last couple games of the season. Um, all right. Um, so, um, uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, so, uh, Napoli gets stunned. Well, not stunned. Uh, uh, Napoli, Rome gets them the other week where they, they drop a point. Then they go up, up against Empoli. Uh, they, they go up 2-0. Um, and then it, the whole thing starts crashing down, including a very similar mistake to the one that Radu made uh, in the game today. Uh, they go from, they go um, from two up, uh, sorry, Napoli go from two up to three down um, against Empoli uh, in a, a very a crazy affair um, in that one. What are your thoughts on, on, on the theatrics there? I mean, Empoli, what up, dude? Um, I mean, Empoli has been a really fun team to watch. Um, obviously, we weren't. I wasn't. I we've only. Well, wait. I've only seen no, Empoli. What, sorry, sorry. So, so Ronaldo's first year um, in Juventus, Empoli were still in the league. They had. Um, um, oh God, what is his name? Um, ben Asir from AC Milan was there on that team. Yep. And so was um, the, the the guy who used to who play who used to play for Sassuolo. Oh, Francesco Caputo was on that team and, and others. Um, so you saw him one time um, prior to that. And every time I think about that, I just I just see that Ronaldo strike from outside the box, just rifling through the top corner <laughs> uh, when I think about that season. But so you this is the second time you've seen them, seen them, seen them. <laughs> Now look, we can't talk. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure what to expect from Empoli since they had gotten relegated like early on in my like career. I think it was like my third or fourth season. I think maybe something like that. Yeah, so somewhere in my early days. So you just, I wasn't sure of what to expect from them, and they've exceeded my expectations because I thought this was a good, good team. That would get relegated again, but with what they do have, they've been performing at a very top-notch level. Um, it'll be it's nice to see that they'll be coming back next season after being recently promoted. Um, but then you have the other side of the coin where Napoli just saw themselves exit from the title race based on that alone, um, especially since. For a long time, it was those three teams, Inter, Napoli, and AC Milan. And uh, let's be honest, though. We determined that at some point, one of the teams would uh, drop off. And what we weren't sure if it was going to be AC Milan, Inter, or Napoli. And it ended up being Napoli because, let's be honest, they're not, they're, they perform well, but they don't perform consistently, especially. Basically. What? They overachieved. 
I do agree they did overachieve this season because seeing them in a title in a three man title race to this point shows a lot of how hard Luciano Spalletti has worked with that team and got them to up to, to close to Scudetto winning ways. Um, so I mean, just. It's just shocking to see that they lost against Empoli, but, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, Empoli are just in a whole nother headspace right now and have been performing routinely, consistently as they can, especially being promoted and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you. I think Rome is better than them. Not, Not through, like, the entire duration of the season, but once Roma found their identity and started uh, sort of playing better together, they've been the, they've been a better team than Napoli. Napoli has some nice players, no doubt. Um, but this team is going to get weakened next year. Insigne is gone. Mertens is going to be a year older. Uh, Ryan asked me on the Guru Show last week whether or not Napoli would, if, if this would be the last title chase, that uh, legitimate title um, contend. Uh, how, how do I phrase this? What, whether or not Napoli could be in a title race in, in the next 10 years or five, 10 years, or is this the last one? I think because of the, the status of the team, I think Napoli is probably not going to be in a title race in the next couple of years. And I think this was their one shot at winning that title because when it's, Insigne goes to Toronto next year, who's not had a good season, by the way. They'll still have Osim in there, but his price is going to continue to go up, meaning some teams are going to put down big bids for him, and eventually money's going to talk, and and, and they'll make sort of those types of decisions. Do do you see Napoli getting back into a title race anytime soon? And on top of that, if so, what team do you think will replace them in that conversation for the next couple of years? I think along the, those lines, I don't know. I mean, with Insigne leaving for Toronto, has it already been stated a while, a while, like months back? Then you have Osman, whose price is going to go up, and so you're going to have people, the team bidding for him. And as you say, obviously football nowadays money talks. Um, so people they may sell him off. And then you may see other players going. So, to be honest with you, I don't see anybody – I don't see them – this was, in my opinion, just like you said, I think the one last chance to kind of, like, seal the deal because down the line you're going to have a lot of their major key players being sold or moving to another club. So, I, I just don't see it realistically. So, with Napoli not being in title race conversation going forward, who, what team do you think that isn't in one now that will be in one? So, let's, let's just assume Inter Juventus and AC Milan, though they're going to be in the title race for the next five years at least. I think Milan will get younger and they'll, they'll upgrade. Juventus is always just going to find a way to do things, and Inter is loaded. We, you know, we, can, we can feel frustrated with what happened today. They're loaded. You know, so so they're going to continue to 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 be a part of this uh, conversation, and they're going to contend for more titles. So, among the three teams, we know those are the three. 
what of the teams that aren't in it yet? Because we're talking about four teams in the Champions League. Napoli, I don't think, is getting the Champions next year. So that leaves the door open. I think it's an obvious answer. I know what I would say. Um, but with with the likes of Fiorentina, Lazio, Roma, of the teams that aren't in a title race or contending for titles, which one do you think will join that conversation, at least with the top four and potentially uh, chasing down titles with with the, 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 the three big ones? I would say Roma. Well, why in particular? I think it, obviously this is Jose Mourinho's first like stand with Roma, so obviously we have to give him the benefit of the doubt. So usually it takes us another season to like really see things start going into fruition. So I think obviously we're in a, Roma are in a good spot right now, um, qualifying for the. Um, the Europa League. Yeah. The, Europa, the, Europa, the Europa League. What? Me? <laughs> to be fair, it's both of us today. It's all good. <laughs> no, it's always me, though. Like, what the hell? <laughs> but anywho, we have the Europa League. And with the season coming to an end and the transfer window coming up, I think if Jose Mourinho is able to get the players that he wants or if obviously you probably can't get everybody at once because obviously money isn't crazy these days but I mean if you're able to focus on starting to rebuild this Roma team and he him working with those players along with integrating them into the core pieces that you already do have I think you're off to the races so I think you might be joining us next season Oh, I think so too. I mean, I mean, but you are obviously knew that. Um, I well, think they I think they make one big splash. They're in it with everyone because the team is already ridiculously good. Your Pellegrini, again, it is a coin flip who the best midfielder in the league is, in my opinion. It's your guy Barella or my guy Pellegrini. It's I think honestly, uh, Locatelli is really strong too. Those three are the only ones you could really argue as being the best um, midfielder in the league. You have, and remember, Pellegrini's going to be there for, for a long time. Tammy Abraham's not leaving unless we get a ridiculous offer, which I don't intend us to get. 50 million uh, bids will be knocked back. Sorry, Arsenal. Um, so they have the pieces there. Zaniolo has looked good lately. The hat, after we, we, we eviscerated him, he scored a hat trick um, in a really big game um, and, and has been playing well. Um, we'll, see, we'll, see, we'll see what he does tomorrow against Leicester. So they got the pieces there. They have a good they, – they, there's, there's a lot of what you – from the Roma side of things, there's a lot to like from what they have. Um, and obviously, um, they're going to need to upgrade some pieces. There will be pieces that won't be back next year. But, but for the most part, they have – if they get one or two more pieces, I think they're right there with that. Again, I, I, think, I think Inter are loaded. So I think they'll be – even if AC Milan wins the league, Inter will be the favorites for next season. AC Milan, we have to see what they're going to bring in. That's really important. And Juventus is going to be there when you think of Zakaria and Vladovic being there on, on full year, um, you know, at least from the start of the season. And then we'll see what happens with Dybala, who they bring in to replace him with. There's a lot of other stuff to go on. But I think of the teams there, I think it's Roma. Fiorentina is a good team. 
I think they could be Europa League regulars. Um, and then obviously have Lazio and Alanta. We know Alanta's kind of tapering off, and they need to just put a grenade and, and blow the thing up and start from scratch, get rid of all the key pieces, and then just find find a few that you like and rebuild from it. And I think that's the best move for them going forward. Um, but, no, I, I agree that Rome probably are the, one, the next one's up. Um, speaking of uh, Juventus, they, uh, they, they, they tough Sassuolo side gave him some problems, but they get a two, one win. Thanks to a rare moist King goal in the end to give them the points. They're now one points. Eh, they're one point behind Napoli in third place. Um, what are your thoughts on Juventus's ter- recent turnaround? And, uh, what, what does it, what does it say to you how the way they were able to, to come back and beat a strong team that you and I both know? I mean, absolutely amazing. I mean, Juventus is Juventus. They're going to find a way to dig deep in themselves and do what is needed to get the results. And they keep proving that time and time again. It's annoying, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I know. It is annoying. Now I'm starting to get it. I wish one year they would finish like eighth. Just so, so because all the big teams at some point have had a really bad season. I just want to see them one time. Like this season has been terrible, and they're still going to finish in the top three, probably. I mean, like, come on! They started off in fourteen, and we were all laughing. And then next thing you know, wait, you're up to almost third place. Where the heck you come from? And as my dad would say, they're mothers. But you know, that's a whole dad joke right there but yeah i mean they're a team that knows when to be in position to equalize on those certain opportunities and boys keen happened to be that dude this week he knew exactly where he needed to be and the opening was given to him and he took it and he was able to get them the victory um it's one of those scenarios where it's been frustrating. I just want to see them finish eighth one season. I mean, come on, is that all? It's the, I mean, that's all I want to see, just one time. But I mean, it, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, especially with having the acquisition of Levich and stuff. But I mean, Moise Keen, he may not have he. I wouldn't say he's not a crucial piece, but I think he's one of those pieces that when push comes to shove, he knows how to make things work. Magic happen. Yeah, so, he's a role player. What? He's a he's a role player. I yeah, actually he don't, has the role. I, I'm not I'm not sure that he'll be back with Juventus next season. I, I think the uh the purchase option on his deal is might be a little too steep, but Again, with Juventus, you always they always seem to find ways in unorthodox places for them to sort of, you know, per, per, you know, to handle themselves. And Moise Keane just happened to be that dude in that moment. <laughs> so it's classic Juventus all over again. <laughs> exactly. Um, and obviously, you know, we all would like love to see them have one down season, but. I don't, you know, again, it's it's fun. Juventus last year didn't win the league, but they won the Coppa Italia. It's always something, and again, in a, not in that not that long from from now, Juventus will be playing Inter in the Coppa Italia final. You know, so they could 
again, I don't know what how that gets, I think that's a coin flip. I don't know if what what will be the reaction of both teams. Andrew just could go in there just furious and just ball out. And on the other side, um, and then if, if that happens, we'll hear the 18,852 excuses that the referee did this, this, this from Nico. <laughs> but, I swear to God, Nico, I love you, dude, but come on, you know you don't lie and act like you don't act like you fences hasn't been buying off the refs for years. Now it was our turn. You see, we got them in the custody battle. <laughs> so don't complain that we're finally using what we was given to us in that custody battle. <laughs> I mean, there's no real there's no corruption with referees in, in the league. I, I don't care what anybody says. It hasn't been that way in a very, very long time. Uh, Juventus just got favoritism in the past because of their their utter domination in the league. If you look across all the leagues, the teams that get favoritism for referees are the teams that are always winning. So it is what it is. But if, if when you lose a game, you can't point to the referee and you can't say we would have won this or that if it wasn't for the referee favoritism from this team or this team. But, again, that, that Copa Italia final is going to be huge. Um, and um, I think that's a coin flip. Oh, no, but, I'm going to have to post that later. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it is what it is. Anyway, so that, that's a whole other ordeal and how that's going to go. But Juventus could escape this season, having a horrible season and still end up with a trophy. And, again, I'm not saying that's going to happen. Obviously, you would hope it's it's, it's the other way around. But, but I mean, it, 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 it kind of seems like we're approaching Inter or Juventus are going to escape with a trophy. Uh, because you guys should have won the league. It should have been confirmed already. And Juventus have had to like climb the table from the, from like the mid table to, to uh, obviously to the champions league places as well. So um, yeah, Juventus, they're just going to be Juventus and who knows what they'll bring in. And I'm scared to who they will bring in. I hope it's Jorginho because, you know, I just don't think he's that much of a difference maker. <laughs> so that's all we can do. So, all right. Uh, uh, let's just get this out of the way. Um, Lazio, uh, uh, AC Milan last weekend. Uh, Immobile does his thing, scores his goal. And then here come AC Milan coming back. And then 93rd minute, Sandro Tonali with a with a, with the goal at the end to give them the points, takes his shirt off, runs, his, runs to the AC Milan fans and in what now could be looked at as a very vital moment of, of this uh, Scudetto chase. Um, obviously, um, lots of you, you had one job, but you know, anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, Ace and one is a, also one of those teams this, that has teams this season that they've been in a bunch of like come from behind situations and just like Juventus, they do what is needed to get the job done. Um, Inter, you should be taking notes. But, I mean... A little too late for that. <laughs> I know, exactly. That's frustrating. Like, I'm going to go to bed pissed and I won't be able to sleep tonight. Like, that's... Oh, oh, poor me. I've only won a league title in my, you know, my first 10 years. <laughs> I've never, I've never been, I've never lost 7-1. to one. I've never lost 6-2. to two. I've never lost 8-3. to three. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never finished outside the top four. Even no, I mean, 
you should be mad and it's it's it sucks and it's part of football to a certain extent but you've had a very nice eight year uh, of, of being an inter fan not not many not many can have the uh that's more like less uh more optimism and negativity as much as as you have had and obviously it sucks that this happened and obviously um especially is demeaning because it's right at the end of the season but you know i think it will <laughs> but yeah so i mean this is a team that knows what they're doing and tenali found that opening also late in the in stoppage time and sealed the deal. So it's like, it's getting to the point where it's like, yeah, you can't count out EC Milan anywhere. Yes. It would be good for the league to see, have both Milan teams host the Scudetto. But when it comes to like overall, like appearance it, it, it with how be- off their season has been at times, they're, in the same places in in that regard, in my opinion. But, I mean, they're a team that, like I said, does what is needed, goes home, and they keep proving that. And got to hurry this up, though, just saying, because my mom's in bed. Okay, got it. Um, All right, one with with Benzema and and, and Man City. Um, Man City and uh, Ben – sorry, I almost said – and Kareem versus Kareem. Um. Versus uh, uh, Real Madrid, four three total uh, final score of the first leg. Um, you see, uh, Man City takes a two zero lead. Benzema gets one back. Then um, they get a three one lead. Then Vinicius gets one back. Then it's a four two lead. And then Benzema scores a late Pandinka penalty at the end to. Uh, in what was like a fireworks show in the Champions League yesterday. Um, what are your thoughts on everything that went down um, in uh, Manchester? Um, with this one, I know you told me to go and watch the match beforehand, but like I said, I've been busy. But I did catch a really good extended highlight video to kind of get the gist. Both teams performed on all cylinders. I mean, both teams were attacking left and right. And this kind of shows, like, how good Real Madrid and Man City's attacks are. Um, I mean, there's a lot of speculation, like, why were there so many goals in this match? Well, it's because even though some of these teams have solid defenses, but it's just the speed of their each other's attacks that kind of saw this come to light. So, I mean, you... Benzema it was out there balling like he usually does. And then you have Man City, like, there was a couple of different goals with, between a couple of their players. I mean, overall, this is was, in my opinion, one of the matches. If you had to pick a Champions League match to watch, this would have been it. Yeah, uh, this is one of the – go ahead. I mean, I did catch a little bit of the Liverpool game, but obviously we all kind of figured out how that match was going to go. It to begin with, but I mean, this was definitely. If you had, a, we're only given a chance to watch one Champions League match this week. Man City, Real Madrid. It had everything. It had goals. It had good-looking Kareem Benzema. It had Pep Guardiola looking like an awesome person. I mean, it had everything. <laughs> 
Yeah, for sure. It it was the best team against the best player. I think that's the simplest way to put it. Man City oh. should have won this game. Um, and they, I'm sorry, they did win the game. I mean, they they should have handled this. I think a little better. Um, I think it, they were proven the quality gap between Real Madrid and Man City. I think Man City are the better team, and I I actually do think that that they have a good chance of winning the Champions League. Um, on the flip side, Benzema at the Bernabeu, only one goal difference. I think it's a huge it's it's a huge win for Real Madrid, even though they lost the game with Vinicius Jr. with Modric with with the the tactical matchup Pep Guardiola versus Carlo Angelotti. Angelotti can win his fourth uh, Champions League, um, which would put him in a very exclusive group. Um, I think it might he might even be by himself. That, so that's the significance of that, and obviously. Man City is the, has the best team um, left, arguably the best team in the world in terms of what they have, um, what the squad has from top to bottom. Um, they don't quite have the starting eleven of Bayern, but they have a close to close to that, plus a, an awesome bench that uh, would would finish high in any league. So uh, I think you saw you saw ben, Benzema do his thing. You saw him. You know, scrape by and 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 bring them back into the game. He's saw Vinicius Junior. Um, uh, and uh, Fernandinho's career uh, <laughs> with that, you know, with that incredible goal as well. So you have to look at all these different things, and I think it sets up a huge one for the next round. But I, I, I think Man City are the better team, and they probably will go through. But don't underestimate. Uh, Real Madrid at the Bernabeu. I think that's a big uh, d- difference maker. Because with all due respect to the empty hat, um, the atmosphere in, in Madrid is going to be much more intimidating than, um, you know, what they had in, in Manchester. Um, obviously, Liverpool two, Villarreal one. Uh, I think Liverpool um, probably make the finals. Probably Man City, Liverpool. It's going to make my sick, my stomach sick. Um, because we know what's going to follow this. It's not going to be oh, uh, Man City and Liverpool are awesome champions. They're dynasty. They're going to they're going to start belittling every other league in the world because they have European champions. When if you if outside of those two teams, the English league is boring and it's not entertaining. There's not a lot of big storylines throughout the league. We're not seeing a, an incredible relegation fight, incredible European um, battles and an incredible title chase. You see two teams that are just so ridiculous to the rest going back and forth. You look at the Bundesliga, you look at Serie A, it's so much more interesting in terms of all those all those panels, where England is just they have the best teams and that's it. Um, but um, I, don't, I, I wouldn't count Villarreal out yet. I think they have a chance. They have an opportunity to do something. Um, because I'm not, I'm not going to start underestimating them now. That was at Anfield. They returned home to Spain, and, and Emery will have a game plan to do something special. And I, w- I won't say it's not going to happen, but I think Liverpool put themselves in a good position. But uh, oh, never say never. That'd be brilliant. That'd be what? brilliant. Villarreal versus Real Madrid final saying, screw you to Liverpool and Man City. That would be, be great. Amazing. It would. Everybody would be pissed. Um, Everybody would be pissed, but it would be awesome for those of us who hate, are sick and tired of watching Liverpool and Man City win 55,000 things under the sun. Yeah, I don't I don't have a problem with English teams. I have a problem with when they win, 
the narratives that start being created. That's my issue with it. It's not that I have anything because Man City, Klopp, and Pep are awesome. Their teams are great. Mohamed Salah, Bernardo Silva, a- Allison Ederson, you know, incredible teams. And whoever wins the Champions League deserves to win the Champions League. It'll be, it'll be great. I just don't like the storylines that will be created just because they made the Champions it, It's going to be an all-English final, potentially be an all-English final. Because when when Italy wins the we actually that's the big time we haven't won a Champions League in a long time, but when the when Germans team win the Champions League, when Spain team wins the Champions League, when Italian teams win the Champions League, we don't start creating narratives about how the other leagues are crap. We don't start belittling the other leagues because just because you have someone in your league win the champions league does not mean you have the best league just because you have the best teams in the world does not mean you have the best league. So, but we know what will happen, but, but anyway, yeah. So I would, I would love nothing more than to have no English teams actually. Yeah. No English teams in the Europa league final, no English teams in the champions league final, no English teams in the conference league final. (laughs) So because of that, not because I don't have anything against English team. You, you kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, anyway, so so uh, we'll see what happens. Europa League tomorrow, uh, Leipzig and, and Rangers against us uh, and uh, Frankfurt and and, um, and West Ham. Go Frankfurt, go Leipzig. Um, and then we have the Conference League, um, which I don't care that much about. But if we could bounce out Leicester City, an English team, another English team, um, I think that'd be great too. <laughs> so uh, go, go Frankfurt, go Roma, go Leipzig, uh, go Villarreal, and you know, <laughs> screw you guys, screw English football. <laughs> I love you guys. I, I love English football, but you guys get what I'm saying, um, and so on and so forth. Um, we'll be back next week. See you later.